Hello, this is How to PhD episode number 30. We're back from our long vacation with a highly requested episode, and this week we're looking at the four common problems with supervisor meetings and how to overcome them. Hello, and welcome back to the show. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined by my co host Julia. Hello. And we're back from vacation. Uh, We honestly thought that we could record some episodes while we were away. Um, And we had some planned, but we just just didn't get the time. The time just flew by. Um, But here we are. And uh, so a belated shout out to one of our listeners who uh, requested this. Actually, a couple of listeners who requested this episode. Um, And it's all about kind of the the four, or at least we, we sat down and we kind of thought, what were the most common problems with supervisor relations right and this is from our experience uh, running the one-to-ones um, as well as you know things that we've noticed on twitter and on social media uh, and, and we sort of looked at a particular aspect which is around the actual supervisor meeting itself right and we've identified four common problems which we think we can uh, identify and help you with so Let's get things off with a little exercise uh, to start things. Um, so, Julia, do you want to uh, take us through what? How can we start this episode with a bit of a reflection? Yes, yeah, so we'd in- like to invite you to kind of think of the last time that you met your supervisors, and then just have a think. Um, did it occur on time, or do you feel that it has sometimes happens to you that the meeting is pushed back by your supervisor and that they keep postponing it, or is it maybe you that are, is um, postponing the meeting, asking your supervisor to maybe meet, meet um, a week later? Um, another thing we would like you to think about is whether the last time you had your meeting, did you feel that you had a clear plan um, for the meeting and what you really wanted to get out of it? And um, when you left the meeting, are you maybe sometimes um, one of those students who actually feel a bit more confused when you leave there rather than separate, right? And that happened to me. I remember sometimes I just left and was like, wait, what what was actually discussed and agreed on? Yeah, I mean, there's there's often so much said, right, in a meeting that you often are not actually sure when you walk (laughs) away from it. What, what, What did we actually talk about? And sometimes, um, again, what you can uh, think about, whether it happens to you, it it certainly still happens to me sometimes, that I had a meeting and it went all really well. But then after the week, after the meeting, I have like maybe some other stuff going on. And when I come later back to um, what was actually discussed, I I can't really remember what was was agreed on. Um, So I have to kind of, again, go back to supervisors to clarify something. So if... I think these kind of things that we just talked about um, is something that sometimes happens to you, then listen up because we hope that we can kind of share some tips on how to overcome these problems. Yeah, and, and, and many of those questions are exactly what we sort of identified as like what these, the, the most common things are uh, that can go wrong with supervisor mm-hmm. meetings. So let's get things off, uh, kick things off with the first common problem, which is mm-hmm. around meetings not happening as scheduled. So let's talk about the first most common error, uh, which is around meetings not happening as scheduled, right? Right. And I think sometimes um, what I heard, for example, my friend had that issue during her PhD that supervisors kept 
pushing back um, their meetings saying oh sorry I can't meet this week then it was next week then it was like a month later suddenly right um, so I think in that situation it's really important to communicate um, if that happens like more than once to say for me it is really important to have my meetings regularly mm. um, and yeah to tell your supervisor how how it makes you feel if you don't have that that you're concerned about not meeting um, your timelines and I think just showing rather than always saying okay don't no worries um, I'm free like a week or a month later to really um, communicate that for you it's not working like that that it's a problem for you think that's the most important yeah and thing. I, I think that that word you know how, communicating how you feel right mm. that's really just generally you know when you're trying yeah. to get a point across and you want to show someone that something's not working mm. reverting to you know explaining your feelings can often yeah. really help get that point across and I think sometimes students may not be confident enough to really raise that concern because I think okay their supervisor is so busy and that might be true right but still they have a responsibility um, to really look after you regularly um, and so yeah have to have the courage to speak up when it's um, affecting you. Yes, yeah. And actually, just on that, and, and this links very nicely to the next point, is it's really, yeah, these supervisor meetings, it's not just their responsibility. It's, it's not something, they're not doing you a favor, right? By And we said this in, in our previous episode last month, and they're not doing you a favor by meeting you. That That is their job, right? Mm. And that's what, it's in mm. it's in their interest and it's, it's so vital that yeah. they actually provide that support. That's not, that's not them you know, taking time yeah, out of the yeah. day and doing, you know, throwing you a bone and, and giving you a gift. That is, that's they their job. They should have dedicated yeah. time to look after you and shouldn't take you on as a student if they don't have time to, to meet with you. Exactly, yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, a lot of supervisors do end up taking students even though they don't have the time for it. Mm. So hopefully, you know, some of these tips, you know, can help you kind of manage that because it is a very common situation that supervisors do take on mm -hmm. too many students and then these things can happen. So yeah. it's really about communicating how often you want to meet, right? And so there are a few ways to do this. You can email them, right? Or you can tell them in person in the meeting. Um, and I think, you know, using words like uh, or sentences such as, look, uh, I would appreciate if we're able to meet every week uh, during these first months to ensure that I get going in the right direction. Or mm -hmm. I feel this would be very helpful for my progress if we can meet every month or, or meet every week or every mm -hmm. two weeks um, because I you know, really appreciate your expertise and guidance in, in mm -hmm. you know, making sure I get the best out of my PhD. Mm -hmm. You know, those kinds of sentences are really going set to the, set the record straight. Um, and hopefully, you know, that will kind of get across, you know, if you're having meetings that are continually being pushed back by a week. Or cancelled, right? That's where right. it would be more serious. E exactly, yeah. So th these kinds of things where you're communicating directly to a supervisor can help with those kind of relatively smaller issues of meetings being pushed back. Now, if it's about complete cancellations, right, and you're getting meetings that are continually cancelled and they're not happening on time uh, and or not even on time they're not happening at all um, then this is I think this is a really quite serious issue and I think you know again this is where we really want to emphasize with this point that don't just think oh my supervisor's busy they've cancelled it they, they have a good reason um, th there is no good enough reason for cancelling on a on a PhD candidate um, continuously right mm -hmm. one-off 
it's acceptable, but continuously it's not good. And it's really important at that stage to get the grad school involved. Um, there will often be some department about student experience or the um, like the student staff liaison committee, SSLC is another common word for these things. Um, you may have a, a person or a department um, and usually what will happen in this case is that they'll assign some kind of mentor or someone who can uh, act as a kind of third party who's not involved in the project in a kind of academic way, uh, but can help mediate this and, and to try and like uh, ensure that everyone's on the same page. Right. And so now I think what we talked about is um, what if your supervisor is the one pushing back the meetings, right, or cancelling on you. But I think we also want you as listeners to be honest to yourself. Is it sometimes you who is maybe late to meetings or the one that is asking to push back meetings? Um, so maybe you find yourself in a situation where you feel like, oh, my God, my meeting is tomorrow, but I haven't finished the stuff that I wanted to get done by the time. And then you ask your supervisors to um, postpone the meeting and I think that is if that happens to you frequently it, it should you should really take some time to reflect about your own time management um, where there's something that is not quite right or if I notice for example if a student that I'm supervising is pushing back meetings I then start to kind of ask like look it's do you have is the workload maybe too high or are you um is it yeah is the time management right in the way that you might be procrastinating enough or not finding um a right way to work effectively so i think that's something then for you really uh not, not a red flag but yeah something you should notice in your own behavior and um, try to find ways um to work better towards um deadlines that's exactly it yeah and, and of course then if you reflect on that and realize hey look actually mm. there's too much tell your supervisors exactly you know, so get work out a plan them. together so if you if that keeps on happening say look somehow i feel myself struggling to meet the deadlines um can we make you make make a plan together or how can i break it down um, and yeah start thinking about where are the times where you feel you're not making progress or you're wasting time um and yeah just take time to think about that yeah and i, I think i have to like really honestly say that you know most supervisors 99% if you go to them proactively and say look you know I'm struggling with this or you know I'm not the workload's too high and I need to adjust how we're working then they will take that on board and they'll work with you mm. but you know if you just miss the deadline or miss meetings then you're going to start souring that relationship yeah. and things are going to can, can go you know can go off mm. so absolutely you know such a good point there that it's it's a two-way relationship right mm. um and so a lot of these tips apply to when the supervisors are letting you down but also have a think about if you uh, could do things better as well <laughs> uh, which is always a good thing for all of us in life generally um so let's talk about the second most common mistake uh which is not having a clear plan for the meeting So the second most common mistake that we've identified is really not having a clear plan for your meeting, right? Yeah, so sometimes I think um, it might have happened to that that you attended a, a supervisor meeting and then <laughs> arrived and where you're like, wait, what did I actually want to discuss? Um, how mm. did I want to use the time? Um, what questions you have? And and maybe sometimes you leave the meeting and forgot to ask all the questions that you actually had. So I think um, if that happens to you, <laughs> really important, I think, to maybe schedule even in your calendar um, before every supervisor meeting 
at least 10 to 15 minutes to just organize your thoughts and really think about how to how do you want to use the time what is it what you need from your supervisor right yeah exactly that uh, and i think it's a very very simple tip right but mm. it, it's so effective and, and can just get you in the right frame of mind mm. um, and of course if you're in a meeting where you know that you're going in primarily with the goal of asking a lot of questions mm. right and that, that that's you know quite a common thing for meetings um you know just simply bring a clear structured list of of those questions um and i think crucially with those questions you know think about how they're grouped you know are, are you sort of gonna go chapter by chapter through your thesis if you're at that stage or a journal paper are you going to sort of go by topic um just have a think about list down all these questions and try and group them up and what you're going to find is that in the meeting you'll have you'll be far more confident in that you are you know really getting the most out of it and you know often meetings can can get to the point where you know it's been an hour and you haven't covered everything but then at least you have a record of what mm. you have covered and, and you don't lose yeah. tracks of the things that, that you haven't uh, so mm. such a simple tip but so important and as julia says julia, just take 10 to 15 minutes to to do that uh, mm. and bring that together um and of course you know another sort of issue that can come from not having a clear plan for the meeting is that often meetings can sort of stray off topic and again this is something that you know is quite common mm. to happen not just in supervisor meetings but in in all meetings in in the corporate yeah. uh, you know working world um and so very, again very simple trip you know in addition to those list of questions just have a rough agenda for mm. the for the for the meeting you know it, again it doesn't need to be you know a formal document although you you can have it as a formal agenda that you share with everyone or it can just be some scribbled notes i mean for me what i did you know 10 minutes before my meetings i would just on a scrap piece of paper just scribble down with a pen you know exactly what i wanted to talk about uh, and it was really as simple as that i know you julia you you went <laughs> you were a bit more formal for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you kind of created a nice word document with nice formatting and different subheadings and it was very organized because um, it helps me i feel really helps me um if i have to go back or like look back what did I do like two months ago I really appreciate having my notes and I think because you mentioned the other point that sometimes you might not get you might get to the end of the meeting and you still have lots of stuff that you want to discuss I think if you have formal notes before it's an easy thing then to say oh sorry we didn't manage to discuss the five five last, yeah. last questions can i just email that to you maybe exactly that yeah exactly that um and so you know having some agenda uh you know i think as you say more formal more organized the better you know mm. in the long run but you know it can be as simple as just a yeah. few scraps just to get started um and of course if it's just a meeting where you're just updating them on progress um you know just as you said like having an agenda where you can just note down the progress since the last meeting uh mm. It's just a really yeah. simple way of keeping things uh, keeping things organized. Yeah, and maybe important to prioritize to so start with the things um, that are most important to you that you really need clarification on. Because if you start with something and you spend loads of time <laughs> talking about it, um, you might yeah run out of time and the most important things will not be addressed. So maybe to give an overview about that. That's right. That's never a good thing. Yeah. So let's talk about the third most common mistake which we've identified, which is uh, what we're calling talking past one another. 
So the third most common mistake is talking past one another, which Julia, you had the idea for this title um, from a German expression. <laughs> I think it's basically the same. And yeah, it, it says is. like, aneinander vorbeireden. So yeah, to you're talking, both are talking, but you're not talking directly to each other, but past, yeah, past one another. <laughs> so probably that, make, that makes sense. But it's just describing that feeling um, that you might have when you leave your supervision meeting and you might leave more confused than, than before or not unhappy. Um, so that could be because there were misunderstandings during the meeting or maybe you, you didn't really fully understand what your supervisors meant, what they wanted from you, or you did understand what they say, but you don't agree um, with what their supervisors recommended or said, but you maybe didn't challenge them. So you're feeling with, you're leaving with that like unsatisfying feeling right that's right yeah and in, in, i guess another way to say it is you know not everyone was on the same page mm. or perhaps you were kind of talking about things but you're not quite understanding and i think um as you said as you just alluded to at the very end there you know don't be afraid to challenge things that you you don't understand or don't quite agree with and this is mm. this is really important and i think this is one of the best ways to try and avoid uh this trap of you know not being on the same page right mm, yes although i think um so it might for example happen that your supervisors have a suggestion for you right and i think a good strategy is i mean your supervisors are usually very experienced right so they might have really good ideas so i think um it's always important to not straight away dismiss maybe a supervisor's idea um but to show them instead that you have considered them considered this idea but maybe why you then decided to do something else, right? So if they're, let's say, suggesting to use a certain research method, then you can say, oh, yeah, I looked at that. Um, I tried to apply for a project, but I feel actually it's not really appropriate. And I came across this other method and I thought maybe for these reasons, this might be more effective, right? So I think, yeah, take their advice, consider it, but don't be afraid to challenge it if you think oh, you have a, another idea because in the end it's your phd yeah that's that's absolutely You're the expert yeah. e exactly that and i think um you know the the kind of example you said there you know of where you can can sort of counter it or push back with a kind of well-informed response sometimes that's not possible in the kind of heat of the meeting right and if you're both sort of going through your document and they say something like oh you know this sentence you've written here is is incorrect mm -hmm. right you need to change it and you just think wait that's like what like that's not mm. true um then in those situations where you, it's difficult to kind of create a, a structured strong response back you know phrase a pushback as a as a question and so instead of saying oh you know supervisor i don't agree with you there i i think that's it should be it is it is correct just say oh so from my understanding i thought it was this um why do you think this sentence is incorrect what specifically mm. about it is not quite right so i can learn for next time you know? mm. i guess in the end it's about being diplomatic about <laughs> your responses which by the way is mm. is good for for all interactions mm. in the workplace and in our personal lives mm. um, um so you know phrase it as questions you know not just pushback statements yeah. uh, if you're not you know if you're in the meeting and you don't quite have a, a clear explanation why. that's true and it really um sadly i mean the supervisors are not all knowing me right they also have gaps in their knowledge and sadly um it really happens sometimes and in our one-to-one -one sessions a student um that i was working with um their supervisors really gave 
wrong advice because they were not familiar with a certain method themselves and um, so in that case I think what um, I advise the student to do is to go back really show up look up what the supervisor's suggestion was and um, giving them a clear example of why that was wrong and um, just going back to them in an email of course politely saying look you recommended me to do this but I looked it up and actually I found that um, this is not the right thing to do yeah. um, do you agree with that just to, to clarify it right yeah exactly and, that and another strategy that I think especially because I'm also not a native um, speaker um, is that sometimes when my supervisors recommended something and I wasn't 100% sure whether I got everything um, right is that I then kind of rephrased it in my own wording and said like did you mean this is and then explained it in my own words to see whether we were on the same page and I think that's that's really helpful because then the supervisor can say yes that's exactly it or no actually so you're getting more effectively to the point right um to confirm whether you yeah. have this shared understanding and and it's such a useful technique not just for meetings i did this in my viva as well for almost all oh, the questions go. that they asked me um <laughs> just to make sure that it wasn't answering the wrong thing i just as you say just rephrase the question in mm. my so i would say you know a good wording is oh so okay so are you asking me how to blah 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 and you know that and that just mm. forces everyone to rethink right and it's so effective in, in there super you go got meeting. a free viva tip as well exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> viva tips creeping into the supervisor episodes uh so hopefully these tips will give you uh, a good basis to stop time talking past one another um, and I know we'll get on the same page. So let's talk about the final most common mistake that we have seen, which is all around leaving the meeting confused. So let's talk about the final most common mistake, which is, uh, and we alluded to this in the previous point, but it's around leaving the meeting confused, right? Um, and there's some things that you can do, Julia, mm -hmm. that can help. Yeah, I think what this. we mean here is actually that you leave your meeting, maybe you're, it went really well, you're really enthusiastic, you go away, you do a little like thousand things, and then you actually forget like, what was discussed or agreed in the meeting um, and you look at your notes but the notes are not really clear you don't understand your own notes this is what happens to me sometimes I think I'm a really bad note taker actually so I had to kind of come up with a different idea of how I can make um, yeah the best um, use of the time and really make sure that after the meeting I remember everything um, what, what happened <laughs> so what I do is that um, because I write down the questions that I have for my supervisors or line managers before the meeting then I have them written down and under that I have a box where I would write down what was agreed as so the answer and sometimes um, I really have to like force myself to take the time right so if we have discussed something to really say oh sorry let me just write this down so I don't forget um, for, for crucial things um, and to yeah, not shy away to pause for a second, even if it feels awkward, I think sometimes even a 10 second uh, pause or silence feels awkward, but you have then made sure that you have written down um, and that in the end saves your supervisor's time because you don't have to come back to them to ask again. Yeah, um, and I think supervisors really appreciate that as well. Yeah, 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 of course. And I think you have another strategy like a different one of yeah how you yeah can that. absolutely so uh this was one that um was 
uh, so from one of our uh, candidates who's on our sort of one-to-one um, uh, program uh, who mentions that they record their meeting and mm. I don't know why I never thought about this but it's mm. such a fantastic thing to do um, it's really really useful because a lot of things that you as you say you might be kind of taking 10 seconds to take some notes down um, mm. and you're they might be continuing to speak and you miss something but having that audio recording you can just go back to it and, and just have a listen again mm. and you may find that actually uh, your perspective of, of, of what was the key points in the meeting might change when you're kind of in a more calm uh, relaxed yeah, state of mind yeah. at home and, and you're just kind of listening it to, to it again so really really useful tip uh, which by the way just that final thing on asking for a few seconds to take notes um, I also did that in the Viva as well I asked the examiners <laughs> for like 10 seconds second to Viva take, tip yeah, today there you go <laughs> um, so yeah and, and so audio recording the meeting really mm. super useful um, if you're finding that you're you're leaving meetings confused but you should ask for permission or like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. let your yeah. supervisor know of course that you're doing that and as you said like sometimes even if you um, if you didn't really understand that point maybe if you can then show the recording to someone else a friend or something they can maybe help you to see oh this is what they meant right um so to just clarify stuff so definitely a good thing to do and then what i also do is after meetings um that i usually write a summary of the key points that we discussed or what was agreed on um and yeah to to say like if something of what i've written down is not what you thought um please let me know if something is not not right quite right and again that creates the shared responsibility right that's the supervisor had the chance to correct you there if, if you understood something incorrectly or they disagreed with how to continue yeah that's exactly it so i think there's a, a deep dive into some of the most common or four of the most common mistakes that we've seen in in supervisor meetings and hopefully these tips are going to give you plenty of tools to take forward and manage those meetings well in the future Well, here we are at the end of another episode of How to PhD. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, as we ask every week, please do share this episode with anyone who you think could benefit from this, uh, from our podcast. Uh, and of course, if you enjoy listening to How to PhD and you'd like to support us, uh, then you can do that by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts or Audible, uh, or by visiting a website, our website at howtophd.show, which, by the way, we've uh, took a little bit of time to to renovate a little bit. So we've changed the show notes. So now we've just got a page which just has an organized list of all the links, which we're still updating, but hopefully that'll make it a little bit easier to, to get to some of the resources that, that we've talked about. Um, and we've also included some user reviews there. Side note that all that was a <laughs> diversion. Visit our website, howtophd.show, and you can leave a small uh, donation through Buy Me A Coffee. As always, thank you so much to the so many people now who have donated to the show uh it's really wonderful and we appreciate your support so so much so thank you again do get in touch contact at howtophd.show is the regular show email if you're interested in signing up to a one-to-one session then one-to-one uh, written out in words at howtophd.show is the email for that uh, if you're interested in getting some motivation uh, some draft reviews uh, coaching whatever you need we're there to help you uh, that's the email to contact us there twitter and instagram at howtophdshow uh, and of course thanks to jobs.ac.uk for continuing to support the show and share us uh, share our show on their social media feeds what are we going to be talking about next week julia yeah, so I think the the thing that we realized that we haven't 
given you as a listener an awful lot of um, an idea actually about our PhD journeys in a little bit more um, detail. Um, so we thought we'd do a little bit of a PhD diary from both of us to um, just give you an idea or an overview about um, the four years, right? You had four years for your PhD, um, the ups and downs, uh, the wins and losses. <laughs> and um, yeah, hopefully share like some, some tips um, that, that could be useful for you um, in managing your PhD journey. Maybe you will find that there are some para parallels to, to your experiences and um, things where, the, where you resonate, resonate with. Exactly. Yeah. And just to, yeah, as you said, just to really highlight just how quickly uh, a PhD can go really down and mm. then really up and then really down again uh, yeah. and just how unpredictable yeah. that can it's be. It's going to be four years in one episode. It's going to be four years <laughs> of my doctorate in one episode and the week after we'll, we'll cover Julia's story as well. And of course, as always with How to PhD, uh, a real focus on the practical things that we learned at each stage. Uh, so a real deep dive into our PhD journeys, uh, which will be fun. <laughs> so have a wonderful week uh, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>